Hello, I'm Brian Blessed. The Staggering Stories team met me at the SFX Weekender and gave me the head of Pertwee to hold. All I have to say is, Pertwee's alive! That's... Very loud chap, isn't he? Mm. He is. Well, as I said, he seemed to have two settings. The silky soft or blaring full-on tornado. I hear it's really a woman. Well, I was thinking, what's he using in bed? (laughs) Sorry? Where's your voice? Uh Oh. Welcome to this, the latest in a long, long line of Staggering Stories podcasts. I'm Crumbly. I'm Fake Keith. I'm Adam. And I am Will Keith. We've got no Jean, she's poorly sick. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. She's snotty. Come back from Wales with the flu like the rest mm-hmm. of us. Yes. the rest of us. We've got no yeah. Fake Crumbly because she doesn't actually exist. <laughs> no, she does. You sure? Yeah, at the weekend. Okay. <laughs> the time she doesn't exist at all. <laughs> so that's when when you go into a shop and the um, guy says, "Would you like something for the weekend, sir?" <laughs> They're talking about your wife. <laughs> Unpack and hand over this big wrapped package, <laughs> human size wrapped package. Kinky. <laughs> all you can hear. Is... That's it. Let me out <laughs> in the dungeon, eh? <laughs> No, this is back into your fantasy. Anyway, without further ado, trying not to overdose in the bathtub of misinformation, it's the news with El Presidente. going to hell for that one. I know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to burn. <laughs> right, Doctor Who news. Woo-hoo. A few writers and a director signed on for new episodes. Oh. As Doctor Who begins filming again on the 20th of February 2012, we now have some names attached to it. So far, there are two confirmed writers. Chris Chibnall, the mm. hack that brought mm. us such classics as Torchwood, Cyberwoman, <laughs> and Doctor Who's 42 and the Hungry Earth Cold Blood. Yeah. Toby Whithouse, the hack behind Being Human and Doctor <laughs> Who's The Vampire of Venice and The God Complex. That is okay. <laughs> there are two unconfirmed writers floating gently about. Mark Gattis, who hardly needs introduction, having written The Unquiet Dead, The Idiot's Lantern, Night Terrors, and The Unfortunate Victory of the Daleks. And John Fay, who has written episodes of Torchwood Children of Earth and Miracle Day. The first director, who is presumably already skulking around the new Roth Lock Studios in Cardiff, has been named as Doctor Who newcomer Saul Metstein. Mm. His previous credits include Micro Men, starring Alexander Armstrong and Martin Freeman, the critically acclaimed Late Night Shopping, and <laughs> BBC Wales' Upstairs Downstairs. Late Night Shopping? Yeah, never heard of it. Something to do with QVC, I mm, suppose. That's what I thought, yeah. Probably. <laughs> yes, it's all happening. Apparently. <clears throat> a lot more writers yet, and directors for that matter, I suppose. But, uh... The Hobbit. Oh, yeah. Billy Connolly cut down to size. <laughs> Ooh. And I thought he was only booed off stage. Ooh. <laughs> 
He wasn't booed, he stormed off in a half. Oh, he went off in a half, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't like being heckled anymore, Bill. Think it's time to give it up, mate. Oh. <laughs> you used to be able to give it back as good as you got it, but not anymore. Oh dear. 69 year old should be put to sleep. <laughs> His will is weak. Apparently. <laughs> Just when you thought that Peter Jackson couldn't find space for any more cast in his epic Tolkien two-parter, legendary Scottish comedian Billy Connolly has been squeezed in. Connolly is playing the dwarven Dane Ironfoot, <clears throat> a cousin of Thorin Oakenshield, who responds to a call for help in the Battle of the Five Armies. Mm-hmm. By rights, he should only appear in the second film, but Jackson has a history of expanding, or reducing, roles in his film adaptations. Doctor Who merchandise comes and goes. Mm. Perverted fans (laughs) Perverted fans of Rory Pond Not his actual name Can rejoice at the news that Star cutouts are releasing Two, yes, two Life size (laughs) cardboard cutouts Of the last centurion (laughs) (laughs) One life size Rory Features him in his iconic body warmer Boring Settle down, ladies. <laughs> and the other has him in his Roman outfit. Mm-hmm. Stop thinking that. You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> Too late. If that isn't enough to moisten your appetites, fans of Tom Baker will be able to buy a life-sized fourth doctor for to you to boggle your eyes at for bohemian effects. On sadder merchandise news, the North American Doctor Who magazine spin-off, Doctor Who Insider, is dead. <laughs> so you said sadder. I, I couldn't think of anything sadder than buying both Rory's cutouts. <laughs> oh dear! Well, you that's your it. birthday present yeah. out the window. Isn't it? <laughs> right side of the bed. Mm-hmm. Go in the middle. See, you can stand at the side of the bed. I love him in the bed. <laughs> You've been relegated to the spare bedroom. Yes, we'll stand you up, looking lifelike in the corner. Oh, <laughs> and occasionally, I'll dust you. Ah, <laughs> oh, my life is complete. How about a real Keith life-size cutout? <laughs> anyway, uh, the monthly magazine, whose tone was once described as somewhere between DWM and Doctor Who Adventures, lasted less than a year, Blimey. limping on for just nine issues. Oh dear. Doctor Who magazine itself is unlikely to be in danger, despite Sadly. circulating <laughs> dropping from 3.2 percent, uh, dropping 13.2 percent between June 2010 and June 2011. That's everybody who threw their rattles out of their pram over spoilers. <laughs> we can hope. <laughs> Hit them where it hurts. <laughs> anyway, it's good. Well, you used to get mm, ten issues, pocket, so that's pro- it's probably you. All those issues, it's probably you. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I have an addendum. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, an addendum. Yes. Uh, addendum. IDW. Oh yeah. Yes, yes, I forgot about that. They do a Doctor Who. And they do a Star Trek. They are now combining the both in a one-off story. Okay. Uh, Fan fiction! Yes. The 11th (laughs) Doctor aboard the Enterprise D. Okay. Okay, hands up who thinks he's going to be bloody awful. (laughs) Probably, but will we get Pond in a tight Starfleet uniform? Mm, That's it. (laughs) No, she's gone. And will we see... No, she's uh, not gone yet. And will we see Captain Picard wearing a fez? That's the question. That's the question. I know from from uh, flitting around the internet before we come out. Rumor has it's going to. Rumor is it's going to be a Borg Cybermen as the villain. Really? Hmm. That's rumor. That's no, no, it sounds a bit dodgy, isn't it? None of this is confirmed at all yet. I None of it. Uh, it's, I think the the rumor has come from bleeding cool news. Okay. Which yeah. is bleeding cool, so we yeah. should believe it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, bleeding it's got to be cool, true. Well. Yeah. And one final addendum. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. 
You're, you're personally going to love this one. Okay. Cubicle 7. Right. It's finally bringing out the 11th Doctor update. Wow. They have, they have released the bulletin on their website. What's again. Cubicle 7? Cubicle 7, the, the Doctor role-playing role game. Oh. Ah. And as they say, they've now got that back on ch- uh, track. They can now release the other supplements. And lots and lots of lovely, lovely things for the 50th year. About time. Mm. So Matt's <laughs> final season, perhaps. They finally get out. It's going to take him another three years to do his... his uh, Whoever replaced him. Yeah, yeah. it's a replacement um. update. <laughs> so, yeah, and I know you'll take out a, a, a smidgen of salt. I will, because they said, when was it, a year and a half ago now nearly that they were going to update the supplement? So, they, they said, they initially said More. they were going to update the supplement in 2010, and it was going to be coming out in spring, summer of 2011. Yeah. <laughs> Though, on the SFX weekend, we did ha- I did have a long conversation with their, the guy on their stall. Ah, yeah, you and, beat him up, now they're yeah, releasing it. And he showed me a tablet with lots of lovely, lovely pages for the 11th Doctor uh, update on there, but as I pointed out, wonderful, yes, but I would rather have it in my sweaty palms <laughs> yeah. than just yeah. being shown bits and pieces. Yes. We'll see. Yep, yep. Mm, so, thus endeth the news. And now, ladies and gentlemen, over the past weekend, before last, it was a case of, I think, four, five, going mad in Wales. We hit the SFX weekender, and to some extent, it didn't necessarily hit back. Then we went to Port Merion. Oh, yes, yes. And then we went to Cardiff. And then we went yep. to Cardiff, yes. Yep, yep. And the journey from Port Merion to Cardiff was bloody terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> to the git who thought he could tailgate us down a really narrow mountain pass in the dark with nothing but chasms either side, I hope you get a puncture. <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> and it wasn't you. In a proper car. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, the SFX Weekender. Brian Blessed. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Very loud. Bold. Bonking. Bonking <laughs> he was the, certainly one of the highlights. Oh, well, God, yes. I remember somebody saying he was like a force of nature. <laughs> yes. Mm. Yes, it just wound him up and let him go. And he was talking crazy talk about becoming a cosmonaut. Yes. He was. Going out to the space station. Yeah, Blimey. we're not... I'm not sure. He, apparently, he is one of the only people to have done the Everest climb mm. without oxygen. Blimey. And he's the oldest man to have reached the South Pole. Without oxygen. And his lung <laughs> well, capacity is... Um, breathe a bit. Uh, apparently. <laughs> a bit mm. out of this world. Yes. <laughs> not surprising. And yes. so he, yeah, he says the Russians have trained him as a cosmonaut, and he's too big and scary for us to say, <laughs> you're not gonna, really? You're not going to Maybe it's just true. Go, yeah. It might be true. He yeah. seemed quite genuine. Yes, he yeah, did. And say so if it's a lie, it's a damn good one. Yeah. Mm. Some kind of ambassador, wasn't he? For yes. People with big lungs and loud voices. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we got a great photo with him with a oh, head yes. of her tweet. Yes. Well, the head of her tweet. Yes. Actually, got a great photo. Yeah. 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 One of the downsides of the event. Uh, it's very poorly managed. Yes. And we're yeah. queuing for three, three and a half hours to. Yeah. Of VIP tickets. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. paid extra for VIP tickets where you get uh, queue jumping and things like that. So yeah. apparently at Not three true. and a half hours, <laughs> we queued for Brian Blessed. Yeah. And yeah. we ended up missing Colin Baker entirely. Yeah, which, which is one, one I would like to have seen. 
yeah, we didn't get to get a photo of him again. No. We didn't get to see his Q and A. Which is a real shame. But it was a shame. Yeah. Like, although it could be argued we could have just gone and seen him and not get Brian Bliss's autograph. Well, after being but... queued for two two and a half hours, <laughs> yeah. you think yeah. I'm not gonna give up at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it becomes an obsession by that time. Mm, yeah. Didn't it just? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but other good ones um, we did see. Or at least I did. I don't know about the other two. You two, but. Um, Sylvester McCoy. Oh he yes, was, he was Sylvester. That, that yeah. Very good. What I like about Sylvester is he doesn't sit up there on the stage. No. When it, when it's open to a Q and A, he will grab the mic and go down in the audience Ooh. and take mm-hmm. the questions and so, not talk about the Hobbit. Oh and, yes, and not, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, and not talk about the. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a bit more interactive. Yes. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Feel sorry for people that's on stage with him. Last time it was Sophie, who yeah. left sat on the stage on her own. Yeah. And yesterday's weekender, it was the writer Ben Aronovich. Yeah, he just did, sat there uh, twiddling his thumbs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was meant to be hosting the thing, but ah, right. said, as mm-hmm. soon as it went out, he, he was off. It was quite yeah. interesting. Somebody asked him if he took anything with him after the um, series finished, like, i.e., did he like nick an umbrella or something? Mm. And he said he'd wanted to take Sophie home, but they wouldn't <laughs> let him. Yeah. <laughs> Which opens a whole <laughs> different set of questions. Yeah. yeah. She she was there, but she yeah. arrived late. Uh, there, was there was a, a train derailment. Yeah. Yeah. Circumstances beyond their control. There was a major tra- uh, train derailment, and virtually the whole of the west was cut off from London. Blimey. I question whether it was beyond their control, considering it's a profit-making organisation. They should they could have sent cars. They should have. They, they should have done. Yeah, they mm. should have done gone and sent cars because we was also meant to have Anthony, Anthony Head. Head and the. Uh, Stephen Mangan and all the guys from uh, Dirk Gently. Oh, yes. We're going to do a, yeah. a presentation for the new three Dirk Gentleys. Yeah. They couldn't make it. Yeah. They did a little video apology. I don't know if you've seen us on the SFX website. Yeah. Stephen Mangan at Euston Station talking to a little mini camera saying, sorry, I can't get there. Yeah. Uh, disappointing, but... Such is life. Yeah. There were, I say, some problems with it. <laughs> Eve Miles was very, 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 very good. Yeah. She's always good fun. Can I hold her drink, that girl? <laughs> ah, but she did have bed hair. Oh, didn't she just? <laughs> bed hair? Uh, well, apparently, hair. Uh, oh, right. apparently mm. she was holding court in the press room the mm-hmm. night before. Ah. Uh, what was it? Asking for a... Uh, Asked for a bottle of wine. bottle of wine. They got p- turned down and she had to have it in a plastic cup. A, f- <laughs> a pint. A pint of wine. Because mm. they didn't trust her with a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I think they trusted guests at least with the yeah, mm-hmm. glass on you, but uh, as I said, that that wasn't the only problems uh, in the queuing. Um, when I was up at the bar, got into a conversation with some of the guys up there, and they had been twa- waiting about twenty minutes to be served at the bar. Yeah, so it was yeah. the whole thing's really o- badly oversubscribed. It was, yeah, it was completely full. It was sold out. We knew yeah. that before mm-hmm. going, but they hadn't allowed for that with number of staff and no, with how no. they'd arranged things at all and I, so well, I'm surprised because it was down in, in Pontins in I can never Prostatin. Pronounce it. Prostatin. You. Prostatin. I can never pronounce it but it was down in Pontins Prostatin which apparently hold these things quite a lot of rock concerts and yeah. things mm, like yeah. that but you know it was very very poor mm, things I mean, like the, the 
god awful accommodation and the god awful food you expect. It's yeah. Pontins. Yeah, yeah, quite. <laughs> but the rest of it was just annoying. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing with holiday camps. I mean, during the off season, they do hold a lot of these weekenders. Mm. I mean, whether they're sort of music weekenders or they do, yeah. say, or in this instance, or fan you know, sort of yeah. weekend weekenders. So, I mean, I, I think they should be a lot more prepared for it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah judging by what you're saying, I, so. there's, mm. there's nothing I can directly put my finger on. The you know, as in who to blame. It wasn't mm. the Pontins, and it wasn't the SFX people. It was a combination of both things. Circumstances changed which you can't help. No. But they didn't roll with it. Well, no. I, I disagree initially. Hmm? The uh, checking for registration oh, was gosh. SFX's fault. You can't have three yeah. people on registration okay. while yep. a thousand people are queuing outside yeah. in yeah. minus ten degrees. Oh, yeah. yeah. And nobody was yeah. talking to them, you know. Nobody went well, along and, I mean, and said, is, you know, you're nearly there, guys. This is what's happening. Yeah, no. this this is what I meant by when things went wrong. They didn't change their plans no. or they didn't roll with it. It's just, this is what we're doing. This is the plan. We're mm. going ahead. But we're being very mm. negative over what was essentially <gasps> it, a it fun... Was, yeah. You know, seeing, Bri- seeing Brian Blessed was worth it all by itself. <laughs> yeah. And, the writer China Mayville, Mayville. Oh, I'm not sure how you pronounce the, his surname. The, the, just a minute. Just a minute. It was, it was, it was very wonderful. Good, yeah. He was. He. I've. I've read a couple of um, reviews with him. I haven't read any of his books. No, I've not have I. Yeah. But the personality in the interviews doesn't necessarily come over from what I saw on the stage. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And Toby yeah. Toby Whithouse was another yes. excellent panelist. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and hosted by Paul Cornell, who's does this a lot he does, does it for Gallifrey yeah, yeah. most years too I, I saw the pictures of uh, Paul Cornell with the head of Perth. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah I'm not sure which one looked oddest <laughs> yeah. no no My, myself and fake Crumbly were commenting on the pictures on, I posted up on Facebook I mean what was Cornell doing with his eyes for goodness sake I mean, <laughs> he'd had well, a few had, to drink and oh, he yeah. had gone arse over tit the day before he'd oh, tripped right. and awesome. smashed his face open on a Ooh. on a um, flower pot or something <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't laugh <laughs> but we did <laughs> <laughs> after after the uh, SFX and FS, SF, I can't even pronounce it. SFX. SFX weekender, we went on a small tour of Wales, didn't we? Very pretty as well. It is, yes. Yeah, yeah. dark. We, we went up to. Um, <laughs> we went down to sorry, Port Marion. Down to Port Marion, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, Where we were various... not numbers, we were free people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Never been there before. Freemasons. Dodgy handshakes. Obviously, yeah. as you all know, that Port Marion was where the prisoner was filmed. Mask of Mandragora. Mask of Mandragora. And Mask of Mandragora. Yes, we found the staircase. We found the staircase. We had a small sword fight and outside the townhouse, which is only the front. And we nearly mm, lost yes. construct number two in quicksand. Oh, yes. Yep. yes. We're, walking yep. past, we're walking down to the beach, past a sign that said, beware of the quicksand. And we're all going, why on earth does it say, beware of the quicksand? At which point, construct number two hopped down the stairs to go to the beach, mm. put one foot in <laughs> on the sand. And then we heard him say a word we'd never heard him say <laughs> before. Very, and he said it a lot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, one thing I found about Port Marion, I mean, there's lots of peacocks there. Didn't and, see any. No, and, we didn't see it. Well, it's too cold. It's too cold yeah. for them, I think. Yes, and uh, lots of cats as well. Didn't see any cats. What? No, no. Yeah, the peacocks had eaten them. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, we did see that robin, though. Yeah, we were going true. to one of the little oh, yes. tea rooms and we opened the door and there was a robin sitting there. Oh. And we said to it, are you coming out? And it looked at us and tweeted. And we said, well, look, we're going in. Are you coming out? And it hopped aside for us so we could go in. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's used to being fed crumbs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 But it's it's... 
obviously, if you watch The Prisoner, you know what it's like, but it's a very distinctive landscape. Mm. Oh, mm. very much so, yeah. yeah. Much smaller than you'd expect oh, yeah. from the TV yeah. series. Well, yeah. the thing is, sort of, Sin sort of is set in a depression, it's got its own microclimate, sort of, hence all the uh, different, the more exotic plants that, you know, yeah. that grow uh-huh. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm, as I say, I found, well, I mean, I've been to Port Marion three times, it's a lovely place, it really is. Yeah, um, we were very th- lucky with the weather. Yeah. One, oh, God, yeah. one thing about... Uh, the hotel port marion is if well, i mean okay it's a little bit pricey to stay there is that that big castle thing um yeah it, it was portrayed as the uh, hospital in the series yeah yeah and um let's say on channel six of the uh, tvs the you know, hotel tv is the prisoner of course <laughs> yeah sort of yeah, shown yeah. shown on a loop yeah. as it should uh, be yes. mm-hmm. yeah, yeah then we went down to cardiff yeah after that was the, the terrifying journey in the world that was a terrible <laughs> the terrifying journey yes well, the mountain is hours. lovely <laughs> Yeah. From a distance, it's lovely. From a distance. Driving down it, mm. <laughs> as Terrifying. it starts to snow mm. in the night. With an axe murderer? With an axe murderer on our tail. That mm. wasn't so lovely. <laughs> <laughs> we had um Bluetooth communication system between mm. the two of us. But it, it is one thing I can distinctly remember from that journey is... Are they behind us? Can't see any lights. Okay, hang on. Slow down. I hear some lights. Okay. Is that them? I think so. Yep. No, they've just overtaken us. That's not them. <laughs> I was on the bit towards Cardiff. Mm. Yeah. Where it actually went to dual carriageway. Yeah. Other bits, it just narrowed down to one lane, so you <laughs> couldn't have two cars going opposite directions. We almost did a Thelma and Louise at one point. <laughs> yeah. So the whole journey was reminiscent of the film Duel. Yes. Mm. <laughs> we had lots of photos taken in the uh, Roald Dahl Plaza. Yes, yes. Mm. That's, that's two Torchwoods I've been to now. Two Torchwoods? Yes. Which other one? Well, we oh, Torchwood uh, one. Yes, yes. Canary Wharf. Canary Wharf. And is the true. the mm-hmm. hotel staff in Cardiff, when we couldn't remember what the area was called, oh. and Jean said Torchwood, and they just grinned. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Right, we know where They just is. had knowing looks on <laughs> their faces. Mm. And the memorial. Yeah, oh, the Anto the Jones memorial. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. yes. That's a really weird people a, in this world. We, we have a couple of photos <laughs> of the memorial. Yeah. yeah. Don't panic. Look good in a suit. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's all tucked out of the way. I couldn't understand why it was still there until I saw where it was, and it is tucked out of the yeah, way, it's, you know. It's it's down on the dock in a corner. I agree. Which is where Yanto used to be a lot, yeah. so... <laughs> I, I, I agree, looking at it, it's a bit of an eyesore, but as, as you said, it's tucked down yeah. out of the way. Unless you, you look to, for it, you can't you have see to look it. For it. No. Yeah. <laughs> It's a tourist attraction now, anyway. Yeah. 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 So I did see some pictures of the uh, restaurant where the doctor interviewed. um, Oh, Margaret. Margaret. That's right. Yes. Yeah, we saw that. A couple of saw the uh, the new studios too. Yes. Yes. Mm. Filming with. uh, As you hear this, probably. It's got. um, It's a distinctive building because they're they're what they're filming filming casualty there. Casualty upstairs, Mm, downstairs, Mm. there as well. So there's there's a couple of chevrons a couple of hexes a couple of ambulance green crosses on it yeah. and a whole load of roundels yeah roundels <laughs> oh really yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a very strange looking building actually yes yeah it is does look odd does look very odd. distinctive yeah. yes you can't mistake it and mm. the building where the new experience is going is ah, next to it yes. so, yeah. so it's not <clears> far <throat> from uh, uh Roald Dahl sorry Roald Roald Dahl 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 Dahl. yeah no it's easily 
Oh God! Well, you see, you, see, you, see, you look down the road and you've got BBC BBC Wales, Wales, Cymru, or whatever. You can see that Cum- quite, Cymru. quite a lot while uh, while mm. away. Mm. One thing we forgot to mention, talking about the SFX weekend, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. is we came tenth in the quiz. Oh, yes. oh we did yes. out of hundred. We weren't even trying. trying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's more out of eighty-four, wasn't it? Well, there were hundred people. There were 100 Sixteen teams. people didn't yeah. put yeah. their things in, so yeah. they're too rubbish to even admit. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. So we we our gasp was suitably flabbered. Mm, yeah. 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 Chance was to blow around trumpet. Yeah. Jean came back from the table saying they'd put them into uh, categories. Oh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. How you know seventies, eighties, nineties points. And we looked as if there were you know, dozens of ones in eighties and nineties. Yeah. Yeah. There so were seventy-one. We thought we haven't got a chance. Yeah, we didn't in stay. In we wandered off to do something else. Yeah. Yeah. We weren't going to get anywhere. <laughs> Looks like they were putting them in alphabetical order. Probably, <laughs> maybe. <Yeah>. Stupid Londoner. <laughs> <laughs> Just because she isn't here. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, all in all, yeah. it had its moments. Yes, it certainly, it certainly, it's had it's certainly sounds like it. I, I'm glad I went, but I wish. Certain things could have been handled a hell of a lot better. Do you think you'll go next year? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, because we went the first year. We didn't go the second year. Yeah, we, we were pretty <laughs> unimpressed the first year as well. Yeah, we yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe not next year. Maybe the year after. Give them a chance to get their act together again. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But I don't think I'll be going next year. No. So, Branner said, scared are you? <laughs> I said, look. I said, no, when I was in Cats, the musical, because there's no end to my talents, as you know. (laughs) I've done so many things. These are things that Patrick Stewart couldn't remotely bloody do, by the way. (laughs) He can't sing and dance like me. I was was a marvellous cat. (laughs) Like shit. But anyway, (laughs) But anyway, so so therefore, I said, no, when I was in Cats, uh... Uh, that uh, Carreras and Di Stefano uh, and, and um, all the other tenors said, we call Pavarotti Maestro. I said, do you? And Domingo said, yes, I, we call him Maestro. Why? Because his voice is the best. It is superior. I have a lot of fruit in my voice, Brian. Carreras is the same. But he's his clarity and brilliance. I said, He's acknowledged as the greatest singer of all time. That's why I turned it down. I can't do him honour. They offered it five more times, and I accepted. <laughs> and so I got a lot of money for Born Tree Foundation and for the RSPCA and things like and animals and all this, that, and the other. And when I came through the mist as Pavarotti, you could see the audience like your good selves cheered and cheered and cheered and looked at me cheering and you could think by god the makeup was sensational i looked up on a screen and there's this big screen i thought it's pavarotti is here and then i moved and it moved <laughs> and i realized it was me i thought god i looked so wonderful and the audience cheered and then they died and they looked at me and they thought, well, he looks like him. <laughs> but he'll never sound like him. I haven't got a piano, so I may miss it <clears throat> totally. But the shock in their faces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Okay, so we're now going to play a round of just a minute. Oh, we've been inspired, have we? Yeah, we have. We have. Yeah. <laughs> have we? Now, who, who would like to be the um, adjudicator? Me. Okay. <laughs> All right, then. Now, we will check our buzzers. Real Keith, sound your buzzer, please. Andy. And me. Okay. Now, the rules are... Ah, thank you. ...that you have to talk for a minute on a topic without repetition, deviation... Ooh, what else was there? Ah, hesitation. Yeah. Or hesitation. There you go. <laughs> mm, now we just have to think of a subject. Amy Pond. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was this a good idea? No, this really wasn't. Would you like to start, Excuse Keith? me. <coughs> oh, dear. Okay, Keith. <laughs> Would you like to start? Have you, have you got the timer? I have got a timer. On the subject of Amy Pond, starting now. Amelia Pond, or Amy to her friends, is a rather strange and convoluted person who has a long and twisty timeline that stretches back thanks to the interference of the Doctor, that strange and mysterious traveller in time and space. And... (laughs) Hesitation. Uh, I think, yeah, definite hesitation there. Born in Scotland, Amelia moved to Ledworth at a very young age. Uh, we're talking about um, Amy Pond, not Amelia, so she should be addressed as Amy Pond. Amy Pond. I'm, I'm uh-huh. sorry, but that's I'm, completely no, no, incorrect. So... Her name is Amelia. Yeah, but the, the question... Got... You can call her Amelia, but you can only call her Amelia once. <laughs> yeah. The question was Amy do I, Pond. Do I get a point for an incorrect? You do, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not letting noting down. OK, so that's... <laughs> right. Yeah, I got one for a correct yeah. and one for, for a, a false. A dis- yeah. <laughs> one against him for no, no working pens. Ah. Okay. Moved to Ledworth at a very young age. And depending on which universal timeline you listen to, it was either because she was probably orphaned or because her parents moved there. During one timeline, Amy was living with her aunt Sharon. Yep, yep. Um, Timeline twice? Yeah, timeline twice. Excuse me. Bragging. Bragging. <laughs> oh, oh. Okay. Uh, I think you deserve this one time. Okay. <laughs> okay, go. The hair is of a distinct redness. Now, we have to question, is that a genuine redness? Oh, oh, yeah. Repetition. Repetition. Redness. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, first one was redness. The other one was redness. It's more R's. That's so been Being a tosser. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I think that will have to go to fake Keith. Oh. We have, um, for shame. For shame. Six seconds left. <laughs> oh. Go. The skirts are a source of much... Yeah. And he isn't playing. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, this is a two way contest and I demand. Sorry, it's to... being battered me as well. I think that's a point to me. <laughs> I think oh. it probably is. Are a source of fascination to fanboys across the world, least of, 
least of all. Oh, hesitation. No. No, it finished it. talking while oh, says an extra point. Talking while he finished. Um, Who won that one? Pretty conclusively there. Excuse me, excuse me. Favouritism. I'm sorry, it's <laughs> favouritism. You're married to me. <laughs> Andy, shut up. I'm leaving it between you two. <laughs> Should we do another round? Okay. So that Andy can start. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and okay. actually say something. All right, what should you have the second round on? William Shatner. <laughs> <laughs> you have 60 seconds. seconds. So wax lyrical about William Shatner. Starting now. Well, what can be said about William Shatner, or the Shat, as he is known to his legions of fans? Yep. Hesitation. I, was I think that was greedy, no, hesitating. I no, I can't give you that. Oh. No. No. Back to Crumbly, then. 50 seconds to go. Very well. Here we go. <clears throat> <laughs> Hesitation. Okay. Oh, I was drawing in breath. I have to give that one to you. Um. <laughs> yeah, all right, fake Keith. William Ooh, Shatner. You gave that to me. Yeah, oh, yeah. Damn. It was about three seconds. Take your breaths. <laughs> yeah. He was doing a Shatner impersonation. <laughs> yeah, I must admit that is a little bit harsh. When you're talking about Shatner, you can't help but go into Shatties. Well, it's not so much that means it's just drawing in breaths so I can sort of come up with one continuous monologue about uh, that. How many seconds do I have? You have uh, 46.4. Oh, William Doesn't... Shatner was the star of Star Trek. We all know that. The star of Star Trek. Different meanings to the same word. Doesn't count. It's repetition, star of star. Different meanings to the same word. It doesn't matter, it's the. Uh... You're sleeping in the shed. Yeah. Withdraw no, <laughs> your complaint. Withdraw it. No, no, I'm afraid. Damn. Real Keith has that. With uh, 43 seconds left, starting now. As we all know, the real. Th- yep. Deviation, we might not all know. <laughs> Some of us Again, probably pedan- don't. A little bit pedantic. And that deviation. No. Oh, go on. De- deviation from the subject. Please. From English language. From the truth. <laughs> our, we, don't we, don't, truth. we don't all know. Truth is there the are billions thing. of people truth in this world. Truth is from a certain point of view. Yes, and this is my point of view is that you've deviated from it. We don't care about the truth. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, slightly embellishing it. Yeah. And. The individual known as William Shatner is actually a terrifying war machine put on this earth to torture us all. It is not deviation. Exaggeration. He is a ranting, ranting, dribbling, foaming at the mouth, ranting. I think. I have to give it on to the fake Keith. <laughs> I don't think he is really a, a death machine. Thing, <laughs> he is just sit there and listen to <laughs> him sing, for God's sake, man. If he rolls over you, he is. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> you have 32.3 seconds. Shatner appear- appeared in the... Ah, forgot what the word was Twilight Zone there you go I think Crumbly had that one yeah right go (laughs) I withdraw my interruption (laughs) we ready right go Despite many TV appearances in such you know, in roles such as um, well, Alex- <laughs> how is Crumbly ever going to get through this without hesitation? I don't know. <laughs> or pontification? Pontification. 
Fake Keith has it. Ums, unfortunately, count as hesitation. Oh, right, fair enough. Yes. Shatner appeared in the Twilight Zone. Appeared? Yes. In a role that was later played by John Lithgow, a really frightening, frightening ah, shit. Repetition. <laughs> Real Keith. Well, actually, I was about to say repet- uh, deviation, but... Repetition, I think. Yeah. Repetition, yeah, yeah, repetition. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> okay. 15 seconds. Go. His songs are a pain upon mankind. <laughs> the man sing, but... Wanking on. <laughs> Wanking. Wanking on. Yes. It's almost up there with twattage. Twattage. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. I think it's still with real Keith, I'm afraid. Oh. <laughs> uh, 12.3 seconds. Ready? Go. His songs are terrible. They... they <laughs> I'd Repetition. Be... They, they. Yeah. <laughs> They's a small word. He said Song. it twice, though. I was foaming at the mouth. And he hesitated because it was they, they. He, it was an, almost an um. Uh, I can't give it to you, I'm afraid. Oh, oh, that's harsh. That was hesitation. Yeah, you can, uh, your first one only, I'm afraid. Ooh, say hesitation. But Song, how? You could have got him on Song. Song! Song! Too late. Oh. <laughs> and. Was it eight point seven seconds? Go. His dramatic interpretation <laughs> yeah. boring the hell out of me. <laughs> Give him lots of points. Sir. <laughs> His dramatic interpretation. Repetition. He just said that. I didn't actually get to finish the sentence. But he said the first it. Time before <laughs> he said it. I think he said it after you put your hand up. <laughs> But he said this dramatic interpretation, then I put my hand up. Then he said this dramatic interpretation, then I put my hand up again because he said it twice. I think I stopped the clock by the time you'd said that. <laughs> um, Yabu sucks. Deviation. I, I, we haven't started the clock yet. Ready? Five seconds. Go. Are abysmal. They are the worst thing to ever be inflicted on mankind. Deviation. Deviation. <laughs> From the truth. I think Hitler was probably a bit worse. <laughs> no, the beautiful self. Or, or, or status quo. Uh. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Now, now, now. Okay. Uh, benefit of the doubt there to uh, to fake Keith. You were there first. <laughs> with the, you have one point six seconds. Starting now. <laughs> he has ah! no hair. Hesitation. There was no hesitation no. there, you dick. <laughs> and point two of the seconds. And where's a wig to cover? There we go. <laughs> Boom. You're such a bad loser. <laughs> oh, you might You're actually, the one who's got me You sleep- might have actually won that one. <laughs> You're the one who's got me sleeping in the shed tonight. I know. And it's cold. <laughs> Who won that one? That is, well, uh, do you want the full scores? Go on, then. Scores on the doors. On the doors. Oh, it's close. Bring up the rear. Way. <laughs> it's crumbly with two. <laughs> Pig in the middle. It's a real Keith with ten. Ooh. A rose between two thorns. <laughs> Jesus. And leading the pack, Boom. it's fake Keith with eleven. <laughs> I vanquished you. Well, she's a journalist. She knows mm, one lots yes. of words and how to stick her nose in. Oh, <laughs> Love you. If you could think of any um, subjects you would like us to pontificate on for just a minute, you can send them to show at staggeringstories.net. And now on to being human. Which I haven't seen, so don't spoil it. (laughs) Uh? Oh dear. (laughs) 
Can you stick your fingers in your ears and go, la, 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 I can, but it would be really... And I've got to edit this, so I think I might hear something then. Can I have some chocolate? Is there any chocolate? Yes, there is tons of chocolate. I'm going to have chocolate. Right. Okay, so it's back. Yes. It's back. While we are down in Wales. It was last... It took nearly a week to the first episode. Yeah, I just watched the first episode today. Yeah. I've seen, I've gone, t- saw the second episode before I saw the first episode. Ah, that must have been a bit confusing. Now the second episode makes a little bit more sense to me. Well, yeah. Yeah, I'd imagine so. <laughs> they showed us some trailers. They mm, did, yeah. clips they did. the mm-hmm. SFX that's, that's, where, that's where Twatage came from. That's where it came from. Yes. Ah. It's all changed for being human. It has. Mm. It's virtually unrecognisable in, in, in the way of cast. In the course of two episodes, we lost two of the regular characters yeah. out of three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, actually, three out of four. Yeah. It would have been four out of four, but Toby Whitehouse hasn't yet worked out how you kill a ghost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, the end of last season, of course, we lost Mitchell. Yeah, it was all oh. all very emotional. But yes, he got he, staked out, yes. He, he's he run did. off to be a dwarf. Yes, a tall dwarf. Very mm. tall dwarf, yeah. And then, between seasons... Mm. We don't get to see it happen, which yeah, is no. always unfortunate. Things, things yes. have moved on. We the, lost Nina. Yeah, yeah lost the, the Nina, story... Yeah hasn't taken up directly as it's left things have moved on off camera mm. it hasn't just take it hasn't started exactly where it's left no it's, no it's, a few months had, have passed at least yeah, a few months baby is born passed, maybe half a year you know yeah. yeah 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 we now have the babies there and nina is no longer with us yes dead beaten to death yeah isn't that we have baseball bats apparently pleasant yes <laughs> and then we lost george yes in the actual episode, first episode, we lost George. Which is no surprise to us who were at the SFX weekend because it was very clear we knew he wasn't going to be in it very yeah. long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, how did he die? He forced the transformation. Yeah. Yes, that's right. The, uh, they were going to uh, uh, kill the unnamed baby, his daughter, at that Splodged. point in time. Mm-hmm. He was chained up and he. And a trip, it was just after a full moon mm. and tripped his body. He, well, he. Uh, apparently there's a picture of a full a, yes. a poster of a full moon on the wall of his cell. Yeah. And by concentrating on that, sort of he forced himself into a transformation. Yeah. But, but the, the only problem was, seeing it was a, a false transformation, so to speak, he did, well, what, a lot of irreparable damage to his body. Yeah. Mm. He, he couldn't heal after the transformation. Oh, dear. And mm. died. That wasn't good, then. Died in Annie's arms. Mm. Yes. yes. And, and we saw his door. Yeah. And he, he went through the door to find Nina. Mm-hmm. Oh, the oh, baby's positively depressing. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a, really watching it. It's not a very good first. That comes out wrong. It's a good first episode, but it's not a happy first episode. Yeah, well, no, it's all changed. So. Yeah, mind yeah. you, I mean, there were a couple of scenes in it that did leave me wondering. The scene with Mark Williams, mm-hmm. where he supposedly mm-hmm. dressed up like a priest and sort of going through this bogus ceremony. I just yeah. thought that doesn't sit right with the rest of the episode. Well, I mean, it was too comedic. I think mm. watch, watching it, it was a two-point thing. One, yes, it was comedic. And two, the character was desperately playing for time. Mm. Yeah, that's understandable, that is. Yeah. We have a very similar scene in the second episode where mm. Annie is doing a, a yeah. ritual mm. and she's making it up and it's quite comedic as well. Yeah. I assume we won't do it in the third episode. Did Splodge ever get a name? Splodge finally got a name. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Eve. Um, yeah. 
Eve. Eve. Yeah. Apparently, according to legend or prediction or whatever, it's going prophecy. to bring about prophecies. It's going to bring about the death of all the vampires. Yes, mm, that's right. Because we do in the first episode, we have what well, looks like a, a future state. A flash forward. Yeah, yes. twenty. What is it? Twenty thirty. Twenty thirty seven. Twenty thirty seven. To which uh, the vampires have risen up and are attempting to take over the, everything, and there's an army of werewolves trying to defeat them. Hmm. And what are the humans doing in the meantime? They have been surviving, all but wiped out mm. by the looks of it. Were. Basically, there's just small resistance uh, splinter cells, yeah. and that's pretty much it. I'm always worried about those flash forwards because you always think that's the future they're not going to keep to. They're going to change that yeah. future mm-hmm. yeah. because all the flashbacks, you know, they really happened. That's what, yeah, what really happened. That won't change. But flash forwards, you think we're just showing us something which is just fake. Yeah. It's not really mm. going to happen. Yeah. This is what we're trying to avoid. Yeah. Unless, of course, they completely throw um, us off track and make that what's happened. Well, this is it. We have an interesting thread because it is, to my mind, it has deliberately gone for changing time. Yes. Because the woman, the blonde-haired woman you saw at the beginning in the future Flashfall... Who I assumed was Eve. Yeah, you assume Mm. is Eve. Yeah, yeah. And she is sacrificed or willingly dies and goes through her door. And then, if I'm not mistaken, we see her on the television set. She somehow travelled back in time, which yeah. presumably you can do in the afterlife. It's yeah. Time we see, we see her there, on the television set, and she's travelling back to kill the child, yeah. which you assume was her. Mm, yes. Yeah. yeah. She's got issues. She has. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely that, yes. We don't know why, presumably, bringing about the death of the uh, vampires triggers the end of the world, yeah. with the big battle between... Vampires well, and werewolves and everything. That's the, that's the thing. Well, on the flash forward, we hear New York going down. Mm, yes. Being destroyed. Okay. On, on the radio. Yep, yep. And it sounds like it's Hal who is the new vampire. That's what I thought. The voice on the radio singing New York, New York. Okay, probably. Sound, sounded to me like Hal, who is the new vampire that's been introduced. Yeah. The replacement for Mitchell, effectively. Yeah, the replacement for M- Mitchell, yeah. yeah. And talking of that, we have an interesting setup between Hal, Pearl, and... What's the other guy? Dean. <laughs> How's it? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's, a, it's a major character, and I can't remember his name. No, well, it's a major character for two episodes. <laughs> two episodes. But the, it's the setup between them that has lasted 50 years. 55 years, 55 yeah. Years. So one wonders what was... what. Is different in their setup between what is different between Mitchell, George, and Annie. Kept out of trouble, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I think that is basically it. I think it's more the vampire wasn't so proactive. Yes. Hal wasn't so proactive because uh, he's he, better, more in control. He comes across as, what is it, ADP? ADHD? A- ADHD, sorry, ADHD. He has a ritual. Things have to be in a certain pattern, in a certain way for him to keep control of his bloodlust. Oh, OCD. Mm. Oh, thank you, OCD. Because mm-hmm. you have the dominoes. He sets up all the dominoes. Oh, yes, that's right. And then takes them down one by one. Doesn't knock them all over. Mm. He just takes them down one by one. And there was a scene where, I'm not sure if it was in the televised episode or the actual prequel, where after he's had his hair cut, he straightens up all the combs and the uh, scissors so they're all in line and uniform. Oh, OK. So that is, that is his way to keep control of his bloodlust. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he's now lost Reg, I think his name is, and Pearl, because they've gone on to the afterlife, and it's mm-hmm. just him with Annie and... Tom. Tom. 
Yeah. Yeah. So we've got the th- we've got that triumvirate again, yeah. mm-hmm. but with a new werewolf, new, werewolf, new, yeah, vampire. new vampire. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's quite interesting because you had this other trio doing the same thing all this time. It does widen up the entire scope. There could be many more. Yeah. Mm. Surviving like this out there. Um, there is some implication that there is some natural order to that. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Sort of Self help support group. Hmm. But definitely this season, it's been going this way for a long time, but yeah. it started off very much as those three just doing their thing, living together, trying to live day by day, and it's slowly been moving into a bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And now with these new characters, it is very much less about them and more about the wider well, arc. The, yeah. Well, the greater scheme of things. I mean, yeah, we, we, I mean if there's going to be a sort of a great war coming between vampires and uh, werewolves, mm. I mean, obviously it implies that they're somehow going to be instrumental in you know, sort of how it turns out. Yeah, absolutely. And so we also have the hint of the old ones that are on oh, yes. the way. Mm, yes. Gatis. Yes. Yes. One little uh, BBC Red Buttons uh, service I saw was um, the scene set on the uh, cargo vessel yeah. down the Atlantic. Yeah. Mm. Yes, I saw that. And ah. A very grey and veiny looking Mark mm, Gatiss yes. right at the end. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? OK, you've already seen him. Okay. Yeah. We were told yes, the next weekend he's in it. Yeah. So I went and saw that afterwards. Ah. I don't know. It's mm. it's still good, but it's not the same series it was at the beginning. It's yeah, it is. It has changed a lot. Whether these changes are for the better is open mm. to opinion. Only, only time it's, will tell. Yeah, it's mm. it, it is literally a new show started off. Like Toby mm. Whithouse said, it was never going to be able to stay the way it was because someone other than the people at the BBC were going to notice how good these oh, actors are I'm, and take them away, which yeah. is exactly mm. what happens. Well, it's exactly what happens, what exactly it should be. But the writing is still the same, but the bets are off on the character inter- interaction. And that is one of the things that made Being Human, is how mm. the Mitchell, George and Annie reacted and reacted off to each other. Yeah. We've got two new people... So it, it just got to find that. Again. Yeah, we've got to see if it, it, it if it's still got that that thing about it. Because mm. sometimes it works. Sometimes they manage to pull it off. But mm. other times, just the, on other shows, just the minor smallest thing could change, and it throws the whole lot out. Mm. Throws the I mean, out yeah. the window. Somehow. In in essence, I mean, they're re- rebuilding the series yes. from, yeah, from the yeah. ground up. Didn't I mean, he say that the next series has already been commissioned? The no, next series, not officially. He's writing it. Uh. They are already working on. Uh, where they're going to take it, yeah. but it's not been officially greenlit yet. I don't think. Mm-hmm. So I, personally, I've got high hopes. From what I've seen, I've enjoyed. It depends where they take it. Yeah, we'll see. It's the first two episodes are very much the reintroduction. Yeah. So mm-hmm. now we get back into the everyday life. Yeah. We get to take the story forward. Now we've got back to where we need to be. Yeah. So yeah. As I said, we've, we've certainly with this new character, Hal, we've established that he's very. Uh, I've forgotten it again. HDS. OCD. Thank you. OCD. Very, very mm. OCD. That is what has kept him stable for the last 55 years. And his, yeah, and as Wittow said in the uh, SFX Weekend, his support mechanism yeah. is now gone. Yeah. yeah, his support mechanism is completely stripped away. And we've been told that he's also, he's, he's this good guy, but we've also told somewhere in there is a very dark and evil side. My only worry is that with these vampires, Mitchell had very much the same problem. They get too emo yeah. <laughs> yeah. lurking in dark shadows mm, with their it. teeth showing yeah like Angel when he, mm. he goes evil suddenly yeah. and you have to bring him back from the evil side and then he gets yeah. better and it, yeah. uh, we'll he, see he gets ha- old we'll see what happens Yeah, that's why I liked Her- uh, Herrick <laughs> he didn't try he to was, be good he was just yeah 
he was just an evil sod and he had no qualms about it. <laughs> he enjoyed it. Did his job as a policeman mm. and then oh, went yeah. out and bit someone. Well, yeah. so that's the thing. With, with the first, certainly with the first series, maybe certainly the second series, you got the thought that this, the vampires taking over was all Herrick's idea. Mm. But it's not. It seems that it's actually coming down from the old ones. The old ones have decided to move. He was very much a local he was, pig, he was wasn't very it? much mm. local. We yeah. get the impression that he, it was all his idea. Mm. But as I say, it's not. It's, it comes down from further up. What happens after they go? Yeah. Where does it come, mm. where does it come from yeah. then? I don't know. <laughs> You've been writing to us again and speaking into microphones again. Thank you. Hello. It's all jolly jolly of you. Oh, damn, that's repetition. <laughs> <laughs> We've heard from Sandro. Hello, Sandro. Hello. Sandro. Sandro says, Hello, staggerers and random plastic figures that you guys spent your money on. Insert sigh here. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, I can't send any audio feedback because my microphone is playing up again. Oh, yeah. Many exclamation marks. <laughs> I hope you all enjoyed my story. Adam said that he'd force fake Keith to read some of it, so I hope that went well. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, said force. I <laughs> ask. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it on, pal. <laughs> I've just started work on the second part, the hotel, and it should be done by April. Ooh. Now for my main bit of thing. That didn't sound weird at all. <laughs> I'm sending this not to any of the SS team, but to Reese Parton, who I know is listening. <laughs> Message to Reese. I've sent you a very important email. Can you please read it and reply by the next Staggering Stories podcast? Thank you. Yeah. So that's it for now. I will, I will leave you with my uncut signature. His uncut signature is, you know that feeling when you're standing on an edge and you have an urge to jump? I don't have it. Quote <laughs> Johnny Depp. Bowties are cool. Sandro, brackets, check out my Doctor Who podcast, Voyages in the TARDIS. Mm-hmm. Close mm. brackets. Thank you, Sandro. It's so nice to be known that we're being used as a message link. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? We should charge for that. <laughs> we have one here from Andre. Hello, Hello Andre. 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 Have you done another six-page epic? Have you? <laughs> he says, Hello to all part human or otherwise of the Staggering Stories podcast. That's all. See, I can do short emails. Andre. Andre! <laughs> you talking to us, man? <laughs> Andre's off to Galley, though. Oh, that's true, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. When so is that? That all- is... Uh, I think this the weekend. weekend. This is out. Yeah. Oh, oh! He's yeah. all excited, and last I heard was working on his costume. Oh, <laughs> oh he was a fez last time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. have to tell us what that costume is. Mm. I hope you enjoy yourself. Terribly sad that we couldn't make it two years in a row. Pick someone up for me and bounce them up and down. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Hold them at shoulder height and spin them around. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Yes. Okay. We have one here from Will. Hello, Hello Will. Will. Hi, guys, and... Oh, my God. Yeah? What? Well, he said something here, and I've just remembered. We haven't set yet said <gasps> hello to the world-famous, oh, no. international starring head of Pertwee! Hello, hello, head of Pertwee! Hello, hello cardboard, cardboard Nobnaka. Hello, hello, Graham! Graham! Dangerous <laughs> Churchill, fascist Nazi Spock, various, various plastic Amy's... Yeah, we don't want to talk about Des- them. Two <laughs> desktop patrol Daleks. Yeah. Like, you got another one? I got one for another Christmas, yeah. Oh, dear. Anyway. I, I got an adipose. You did? Uh, he was, he's him... a nice proper one. We've called him Rex. Rex, because he's got his arms are no arms use. Like, mm. like a T-Rex. Like a, nah, right. <laughs> and apparently, <laughs> listen, we have a bit of news for you. Late bit of news. Oh, really? If you have any 
cloth adipose out there, they go for a bomb on eBay because they cloth? are very, very rare. Ooh, me and Fake Crumbly got one. Yeah. Mm. 40 quid. 40 pounds? Apparently. Legendly. Yeah. I had a look. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> Hi, guys. Head of Poetry, Graham and Carbold Amy. Thanks for a great podcast and a chuckle on my way home from school. I have put together my escape pod discs, by the way. Before oh, yeah. I start, by the time I end up on a spaceship, they will probably have dimensionally transcendental bags. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. I wish that I had, because I think, if I remember rightly, I ran out of time. You did, yeah. yeah. Anyway, DVDs. My shared Doctor Who old and new collection. My Red Dwarf collection. Torchwood mm. series one, two, and three. Not four, though, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Books. Harry Potter, I'm assuming this is the lot of them. Lemony Snickets, again, I'm assuming this is a lot of them. Target Doctor Who novelizations. That's mm. a lot. Mm. Various Neil Gaiman books. <laughs> CDs. Doctor Who, the Lost TV Episodes collection. Now 80s, whatever number album is out. <laughs> Luxury items. MP3 player and food. Food is luxury. Food. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Thank guys and keep up the good work. From Will. Thank you, Will. Thank you, Will. Thank you, Will. Thank you, Will. Yes. Nice, not sh- sweet and short. Mm, yes. <laughs> like Ronnie Corbett. Not even going to go there. Right, you have audio feedback too. Woo-hoo. From Woo. uh, first one here from Naya. Hello, Hello, Naya. Hello, Staggering Stories team. This one will be much shorter. It's feedback on feedback rather than going over an entire series Mm -hmm. and the fandom that surrounds it. I just wanted to discuss a little bit more the modernizing of Sherlock Holmes and, as you men were discussing, uh, the technology and how technology has changed. Mm. Yes, I agree that Sherlock Holmes should be about 10 seconds into the future, But the point of Sherlock Holmes was more his observation than his scientific skills. In fact, in several of the stories, it's not even his observation. Things wash out whether he was there or not. And he just says, oh, well, this is what happened. Um, And (laughs) that's actually, if you read the canon back to back to back, you'll see a lot of instances of that where even Doyle was going, I don't know. I don't know what he should observe. (laughs) Yeah. But discussing modernization and modern technology, within the canon itself, technology changes because the times were changing. And I think that is Doyle himself making a commentary on whether these stories really have to be set where it is, quote, always 1895, Mm. unquote, or not. Yes, many of the stories were written in the past because you had Watson discussing, well, we did this a long time ago, either when Holmes was supposedly dead or Holmes was supposedly retired, depending on where in Doyle's career it was. Mm -hmm. But instead of always being in the horse-drawn carriages, it always being Queen Victoria on the throne, by the end... They discussed Watson having his own car, Sherlock Holmes using the telephone, all the technological changes that were happening in Doyle's life during Doyle's career were reflected in the stories. Now, he started writing more about politics than he was writing about the history of forensics, which was actually quite fascinating at the turn of the century. Um, For the modern 
side of it or the remotely modern side of it, I would like to recommend a book called The Poisoner's Handbook. (laughs) It's about setting up the science of forensics in New York City in the 1920s. And it's how many of these things were invented or were supported or changed. How we went from doing ear prints to doing fingerprints to... Uh, doing DNA testing, although that was still a bit ahead of the 1920s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I'm rattling on again. That's the problem with talking instead of writing. I just wanted to say that if the series wasn't supposed to be modernized, then Doyle himself wouldn't have modernized it. And in a way, he did, because he brought in World War I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not the fighting itself, but certainly the prelude to the fighting. And had Sherlock Holmes making commentaries about the political nature of 1910. So anyway, keep up the good work. I'm glad to hear you reviewing audio. There's lots of audio out there, not just Big Finish. I know you're Doctor Who-centric, but The Scarifiers by Cosmic Hobo is is really great. And many of the other Big Finish lines, such as Jago and Lightfoot, are probably worth a listen while you're waiting for new Doctor Who to start. Take care. See you in two weeks. Bye. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, you are absolutely correct. I think when we were discussing that, we were sort of more generalising the typical uh, Sherlock Holmes, which, is, yeah. for most people in their minds, is fixed in Victorian period. 1895. 1895. Yeah. <laughs> You're absolutely correct. He did take it all the way up to the First World War. Yes. As, as, uh, what is it? Uh, his last case, I think, was... Direct- last bow, was it? No, yeah, his last bow was di- directly involved in the run-up of the First World War. But yes, you, you're absolutely spot on. Correct. Yeah, actually, fairly early stories, there's one character who turns out with a car, isn't there? Yeah. Which yeah. was unusual at the time, and yeah. a lot was made of that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, but as the books were, were wrote on... And as as you said, with the political sec- section, sometimes you could tell where uh, Conan Doyle was actually bored with the character and couldn't think of what to do with the character. Some of the they're not, they're not all gems. Some of them. No, are. yeah, yeah. As no says, a lot of them he's hand waves away that. Yeah. With a single leap of logic, Holmes solved the yeah, problem yeah. without trying to explain it. Fudges it all. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there we go. Yes. And we have another bit of audio feedback here from somebody claiming to be John Smith. Hello, Hello John, John Smith. Smith. Hello, Staggering Stories team. It's me, Reese Parton, leaving you some feedback. But with Patrick Lickman. Ah. Hi there. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. Hi. I'm fine, thanks. How are you? I'm very good. Yeah, How are you, good. Staggering Stories team? Yeah, not bad. Thumbs yeah. up. Yeah, cool. Oh, okay. Okay. Don't they? Well, yeah, we can't be here for a we while. <laughs> Yeah, we can't really hear what you say. No. Sorry. In your head. We'll assume, we'll assume that you're all right, though. Hmm. We'll assume that you're listening to this, too. <laughs> what would they say? Yeah, that, that'd, be, that'd be nice. That'd be um, handy. So, <laughs> so we've got a couple of things for you. Firstly, Reese is going to share some uh, sad moments, or some tear jokers. Tear jokers? Oh, tear yes. jokers. <laughs> That's a contradiction and a half. <laughs> yeah. Some tear jerkers. Um, you laugh so much, I'm, you start crying. <laughs> and once um, once he's done those, I've got a couple of uh, things in five words. Oh, good! Uh, okay. <laughs> to share with you and to share with Reese to see if he can guess them. So, Reese, do you want to go ahead with your uh, your things? Okay. Um, Jerko's tears. A couple of episodes back, you all covered t- uh, tear jerking moments, so I've got a list here. So there's uh, 
<laughs> Wilf's goodbye or him way saluting the yep. Doctor in yes. Stolen oh. Earth. Yes. Because oh, I know. It's <laughs> the music there too that gets me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, another one for the music would be Rose's Goodbye in Doomsday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not yep. um, Stolen Earth. <laughs> Ruined. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, her, her, her first goodbye. Yes, yes her first goodbye. Probably. And best. Her, her first of three. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mind you, I like her um, third one, actually. That's, that's all right. My only quibble with that mm. scene is the Doctor should have said you're going to have a fantastic year instead of a brilliant year, whatever he said. Such um, a fanboy. I know. Go on, I know. carry on. <laughs> yes. um, another one for the music would be David Tennant's Regeneration because I do agree his last line, I don't want to go, yeah. is a bit... Um, <laughs> I don't want to go. Um... Adam will be able to agree with this one. The girl who waited. <laughs> the, uh, sad moment in that. Yeah, yeah maybe. And I'm sure everyone. I'm sure everyone will be, will be able to agree with that one. Just Adam, like especially. Oh yes. Yeah. Is that a toaster here in the distance? <laughs> <laughs> it's a frowning um, toaster. Uh, but more of a happier, joyful tears would be when everyone's flying the TARDIS in Stolen Earth. Oh, mm, that's yes. Brilliant. With the Donna, yeah. Doctor Donna, and the other, the Hand Doctor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, and Captain Jack and, and everyone. Yeah. And, and then Sam is a second yeah. later once we realised that it was not meant to last, and then the doctor's honour. And then we get straight back to the beginning of my list with Will's um, salute. <laughs> oh, Will! Oh. <laughs> Bernard Cribbins, you're Will. amazing. I don't, um, I, I don't miss the the ten franchise. Not that it wasn't good. The Tenant Era, I suppose I should say. I don't. Not that it wasn't good. I just don't miss it. I like having the new Doctor, but I do miss Wilf. Wilf was a great character. You yeah. could start a whole thing talking about the whole era, so I don't think I'll go into that. <laughs> oh le- yeah, let's not. We we went a bit overboard on the uh, on the time last time. I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay. R- r- only slightly. Only slightly. Okay. I'll try and get to that same time now. <laughs> um, yeah. My next one is various moments throughout the Doctor Who Symphonic Spectacular. Oh, yeah. Went to oh, yes. Oh, yes. Last oh, weekend. Did you, did you go to that race? I didn't realise. <laughs> um, oh, no. No, you did mention something about it, I no. think. Uh, can't remember. I think I tweeted about it once or twice. <laughs> yeah. I must yeah. have been. Then there would be the Doctor's wife when she says hello, although she means goodbye. <laughs> yeah, it's yep. kind of the opposite of a deathbed scene. It's somebody saying, "Goodbye, Peter. I'm about to die." It's <laughs> <laughs> Peter. I don't know. I'm making that up. <laughs> it's called improvising. We do it in the acting business. <laughs> oh right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Next on my list way. is pretty much any of Murray Gold's sad pieces of music. <laughs> oh. Have you been listening to those? That uh, piece of music anywhere recently? Any uh, symphonic spectaculars that you've been off to? <laughs> Yeah, in fact, there was one down in Melbourne, actually, hosted by Mark Shepard. And, uh, yeah, the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra was conducted by Ben Foster, and then Murray Gold actually played with them. Pardon? Wow. Did you look at that? What a a surprise. Anyway, uh, Martin Freeman in the third episode of season two of Sherlock. Okay, same. At the end, when he thought Sherlock was dead. Oh, Martin Freeman, give that man a BAFTA or three. Yeah, yes. that, yes. yeah, that, that scene was uh, superlative. Mm. Actually, the music for that was absolutely amazing too. Also, you've been, you were wondering who did the music for Sherlock before. It's I'm, David Arnold. 
And another guy. Oh, yeah. I've got and I don't mean you, Patrick, were wondering. It was a scary <laughs> I, was, I was just agreeing, yes, indeed, it is David Arnold. And I Michael Price, looking at the CD right now. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, oh. Dear. Technical hitch. Is David Arnold. That's I follow him on Twitter. Is he good? He is. He's funny. Mind <laughs> you, so is Murray Gold. Murray Gold. Oh, guys, actually, while, while we're talking about Murray Gold, I don't know if you've seen it. There is a YouTube video of uh, Murray Gold playing oh, the piano, um, playing I Am The Doctor. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, really? <laughs> and I presume he's just doing it in, like, in his house or something. Yeah, he's in the studio. He's just there and he, he's, he's doing it. And he was the guy that uploaded it. And I'll, I'll send you the link along with this email. Um, ah, yeah, thank you. It was, yes, sir. It was, it was utterly... Oh, it, it's, it's brilliant. If you haven't seen it, go and see it. Hmm. Uh, links in the show notes, possibly. Yes, there will be. Yes, yes definitely. Adam, get onto that, please. <laughs> yeah, links, show notes. And if you haven't seen it, you're in for a treat because it is a... It's just a brilliant video. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Hmm. Um, is that all of your, your tearjerkers? Or no. do you got any more? I've got two more. I have to Go agree with Fake Keith about the episode of Stargate Meridian. Um, <laughs> I doubt you would have seen that. <laughs> From nope. that sound, okay. yes. Uh, real Keith and Fake Keith will know what I'm talking about. Yes, it was sad. And then my last one is Stargate's <laughs> cancellation. <laughs> Shouldn't laugh. <laughs> well, well, that's a that's a great list there, Rhys. Uh, and I'm sure I would agree with all of the Stargate things if I had seen it. <laughs> DVDs are available. <laughs> Not available enough. Yeah. Do you want to do these uh, these these five word things? What are they oh, things in five words? Lay it yes. on us. Are we all ready? Yep. Um, yep. I was. I did a couple of these on Twitter, and actually, the first one is the one that I did on Twitter to you, Adam. So oh, you can't uh, spoil this one. Um, the first um, thing in five words, Reese, for you to guess, is uh, Bongo villain, utopian nightmare regenerated. Ah, that's Bongo villain, utopian nightmare regenerated. Is that Yana? Uh, I've forgotten his name, Master. Sound of Drums, um, yeah. well not Sound of Drums, Utopia, what's his name, what's his name, Professor Derek Jacobi, the actor, mm. playing the no. inca- incarnation of the master. <laughs> no, but close. Okay, um, what is it? Uh, it's John Sim, oh. the clue uh. being the last word, regenerated. Yes. Okay, yeah. regenerated. Because he regenerated into, uh, into John Sim. You see, I was worrying about the name that I never remember, and I, it was yeah. the one I, I should... It was know. the one that you do remember. Yeah. That's good, you got, you got closer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, and the second one is Maddest Doctor finally finishes largely. Is this something to do with Matt Smith and the fall of the 11th? Finishes largely? No. Okay. Maddest <laughs> Doctor finally finishes largely. Could you repeat it? Tom Baker. Maddest Doctor finally finishes largely. Largely. Take, take, it, take it bit by bit. Who's the Maddest Doctor? I'd say Tom. Mm, Tom Baker. Personally, I'd say the 11th. Uh, Tom uh, Baker is company half hour. Yeah. Mm. Tenth? <laughs> <laughs> no. But if you just go down in descending order, you will eventually get that. <laughs> I think I'm going to go in the order. I'm going to talk. I'd say so. The Colin Baker main ketchup and mashed potato be upon him. Ah. Oh. It just no. right Okay. <laughs> if it helps, maddest person who also played the doctor. Ah, hang on. <clears throat> ah, Tom Baker. <laughs> ah, Tom Baker. Yes, Tom, 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 Is there a Tom Baker voice for the Tom Tom? I, there must be. Oh my god. Turn left, coming up. 
No, but the anecdote should get along with it. Okay, um, Fire finishes, largely. It, it, it doesn't actually have to do with a character, this one. It's more an event that's happened recently. Recently. As in big finish. Yeah. Anyway. Um, oh, that's, that's what put them onto Tombow. Yes. Mm. Finally finishes largely. Largely. Ah, it's, it's big, going finish, to big finish. Big finish. Yeah. Yeah, well done. Yeah. Good job. Uh, oh, it's handy because they reviewed the first story with him in... Yeah, yeah. we did. That was uh, that was what gave me the idea for that one. Um, I do actually want to go and listen to those because I do like a bit of a bit of Tombo, a mm. bit of big ah. The second one's um, shaping up pretty good. Baby bit or something else. <laughs> <laughs> well, I might see if I can go and get this. Um, well, that's good. That's our. Uh, well, that's about twelve minutes. So uh, I think <laughs> we'll call that uh, call that a day. Won't we, Rick? I think we're a bit behind that. I think people have already called it a day. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, many days. All right. Uh, bye, Staggering Stories, and uh, thanks for the last podcast. It was great. And we'll oh, yeah. see Thank if you. we can see you next week. Mm, see, them. Yep. see them. See oh, them. Well, well, hear them. Yes. <laughs> Goodbye. Farewell. Thank you, Jack. Bye-bye. 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 <laughs> yes. We should probably... old, aren't they? <laughs> they are, really. <laughs> On the quiet. Yeah. <laughs> we should uh, just say now, people who listened last time, no comments, actually, but the sound quality was a little bit reduced. Yeah. So we recorded it on a handheld mic. Mm, yeah, yes. We were trying something different. Yeah. We were originally intending to record it at the Doctor Experience when we yes. were there, but the background noise was just too loud, which is what was on the end. Yeah, I think we commented that it was unusually populated. Yeah, yeah. So that stuff on the outtakes, all the noise and gene... That was done. <laughs> <at the experience. laughs> All that noise. Jean. Jean. <laughs> I shall tell her. <laughs> we couldn't be bothered to be here. She's been ill. <laughs> Poor lass. She's there with, with a bunged up nose, mother flump. <laughs> yes, I'm sure she's getting better, though. <laughs> that is it for feedback. Mm. And so, dear listeners, that brings us to the end of another Staggering Stories podcast. But never fear, in the next one there'll be more of the same. More fun, frivolity and jollity. More news and reviews. More who old and new. And so, dear listeners, until that bogglingly bombastic barrage of baloney comes billowing (laughs) down upon us, this is me, Crumbly, saying be seeing you. Farewell. Goodbye. Pertwee's alive! You have been listening to the Stagney Stories Podcast, Series 1, Number 126, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Fake Keith, and The Real Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speaker, and don't necessarily represent those other speakers on our site. No copyright infringement is intended, and this podcast is a Fake Keith and El Presidente plush on www.staggeringstories.net. What the Romans would have made of those tablets? They'd have used them as tiles because they didn't <laughs> understand them. And then when they put a nail through them to attach them to the walls, they would have broken them. That's the same thing we do for porn. The Romans are like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I know what Adam uses his tablet for. <laughs> Gillen porn. Well, Sounds like a town in Germany, doesn't it? I'm going I to Gillen porn. I come from Gillen porn. <laughs> <laughs> Got lots of noise going on. Okay, okay, I'll wait till I finish rummaging and I should do I'm that again. I'm trying to find the almond one. <laughs> He's eating them all. Him! Him oh. over there! Oh, thank you. Just a minute. Okay. These are nice because they've got almonds in the middle. Yes, we know.
finished. <laughs> when I've got a cold, I can always do a very good cyber leader impersonation. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Come on, then. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Gordon's alive!